It's a love boat. Yes, it is a love boat. Uh, it is. What a fortunate moment fortunate we find moment ourselves in. Because it is super yes, crosstalk time. We are. And we welcome to the show both Cappy and George Shadano, who is Shidano. in Denver. Who is in Denver? Was did the game last night on radio? Uh, Shadano, what's going on, man? Well, Sudano, I don't think is there yet. Oh, he's not there. But yet. he didn't do the game on radio. He did the game on TV. Did mm. he? Yeah, he was the TV sideline. They have two sideline guys in the Western Conference Finals, so it was actually a guy and a girl. Lisa Salters did one sideline, and George did the other. Why didn't I see George? By the way, I didn't know this. Uh, Johnny, I I honestly thought he was doing radio. Yeah, last. I did oh, maybe too. I'm wrong. I thought I heard he did. I radio. just saw him walking around with a microphone, and I thought that would maybe he was doing sidelines for radio. I don't know. And and according to uh, yesterday, I do believe uh, who was it that was stopped by that said he was really really dolled up. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I thought he was up. doing TV. He was dressed up. Yeah, Curtis yeah. Sandoval, I believe, was that person. So uh, I could be wrong. Maybe he is doing radio. With his little circle seven pin. Mm-hmm. You like that pin, don't you? Nah, I'm, it's annoying. It's you know, annoying it's, a, it's a requirement that you wear it. If you I get know. a job at, at ABC7, you must at all times yes. wear the circle seven yes, pin. I know. I know. I know the game. I know their, I know their, their gimmick. It's a gimmick, John. Okay. The circle seven gimmick. It's a gimmick. Is our circle a gimmick? The circle of trust? No, no, no. The Circle of Trust is real. I'm okay. a big fan of the Circle of Trust. You are. All yeah, right. you guys have built a really nice community. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, Cappy, what did you think of the game last night? Well, uh, let's see. I was taking very, very copious notes during the first half. Yep. Trying to like you know remember every last detail of what was happening. And at the end of the first half, my notes were like, wait a second. The number one team on defense in the playoffs just gave up 72 points in the first half. How'd that happen? Yeah, it was very uncharacteristic of the Lakers. That's where they lost it, is that their defense, which they've leaned on so heavily, just didn't show up in the first half. Now, in the second half, they figured it out. But you're right, Cap. That was the reason. I mean, they not only did they give up 72 points, they were out-rebounded. I, if I remember correctly, the rebounds were something like 30-11 to 11 at halftime. It was yeah. some like ridiculous one-sided thing. And then... The Lakers will need to put more size on the court to counter that in game two. Yeah, and that meant if it was 30-11, to 11, that meant Jokic had out-rebounded the Lakers by himself yes. through the first half. Now, you, know? you think they're going to win four in a row? Lakers and five. You little uh, uh, Lakers and uh, five. Uh, Lakers and uh, five. Uh, Lakers and uh, five. Uh, you yeah. little Win, lose, Lakers for life, baby. Let's go. There's so super Sam. She was on the show earlier yeah. today. How'd it go today? I didn't get to hear it. Uh, How was it? She's, she's great. She's great. God, I'm so jealous. I love her. She's going to do a, a new Mason and Ireland uh, jingle song. I have a better idea, okay. if you don't mind. How about if she shows up at the Mandy's and does Lakers in five? Whoa. Hey, now. Whoa. Come That's on. exactly the kind of Mandy's thing we're looking for. Yes. What do you think, Bergman? Yeah, let's do it. So super. She's also a DJ, right? She can DJ. She can spin. And, sure. And Mace, Mace, yeah. you and I could bring back to life the twerking competition. No, no, that's not happening. What are you I, talking about? No, it'll Me, be on video. You? It's I'm not going to twerk at the twerking? Mandy's. I'm not. I injured Mandy's? myself. I injured Morales myself. Will take you on. I had happen. a terrible hip injury from the twerk. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, it was rough. Shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah, I mean, it'll be there. By the way, oh, can I tell you something? So Jorge. Is producing the uh, the Mandy Awards part uh, one of the producers of the Mandy Awards, mm -hmm. and so he showed me the show of the year, the way it's going to be announced, and mm -hmm. the and the Brian Cranston is the voice of the. I'm telling you, it is so cool 
It is so dramatic. It is going to be so exciting in that room to see Mason and Ireland win show of the year for a second consecutive year. You know, you you really, though, are a big long shot this year. Vote for the Mason and Ireland show. I don't know. I mean, you guys are a big long shot this year. Are we long shots? I, I think so, because I think anybody who won a particular category last year is a monster long shot going into this year. I oh, think you the, think people are going to vote the other way. Right. So, like, show of the year, I, I have right now odds on favorite, two to one. I got the Travis and Slee show right now. No, I think they're going trophyless again. The funniest, are, thing in, the, the funniest thing for the bit would be if they win nothing. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. But I've said, Cap, if I win, I'm taking my trophy and throwing it at Sliwa. Oh, yeah, for they'll get sure. something to go home with. You By the way, Sliwa alone. Travis is, I think. Sliwa. Did you win Man of the Man of the People last year, Cappy? I did. I win it. Yeah. You know, I I don't. What You've do I know? You've lost track of how what many do I know? You I mean, you know. Travis Rogers for Man yeah. of the People. I am campaigning openly for Travis Rogers. Is just like Joe, regular guy. He mm-hmm. is a man of the people, uh, except his neighbors don't like him. But other than that, he's totally a great guy. Well, you man know who has. People. You know who's been outwardly campaigning for that? Who? I mean, he calls himself that all the time. He's like giving himself this title. Is. Un Beto Duran. Oh, Beto! I forgot about Beto Duran. Beto Duran is is he really takes great pride. Beto could win uh, co or a fill in host of the year, right? Could could yeah, Momo won that last year. Yeah, not last year, and I I don't think she's going to repeat this year. You I don't, don't think, think so? She, no, Why has her performance gone downhill? Yeah, I think she slid. Did Momo a little bit. win or did Michael win? Michael won funniest host. Okay. Yeah, that was you Michael's sure about win. That? Yeah, I'm sure he won funniest host. I thought Ireland won that one. Yeah, no, Ireland won most inf- uh, most knowledgeable host. Most knowledgeable, yeah. Johnny I. I think John's going to repeat. By the way, uh, who's more knowledgeable than John? Yeah, but I'm not. I I'm you guys. Those awards mean something to you. I, I'm encouraging people to vote for people other than me. You honestly now now John, do they mean something to us or are we um, pumping the show up? I don't know. You tell me. Pumping the show. Are you lying? Are you lying when you say it's important for you to win show of the year? No, show of the year. I really want to win. That's the only one I care about. Show of the year. Answered your own question. Yeah, no, I I do want to win show of the year. As far as what John won though last year is most knowledgeable. Is is it most knowledgeable in blank or is it most knowledgeable globally speaking worldwide? I think it's just in general. I don't Ah. think there's there's uh, limits on it. I don't think it's like globally speaking, as as you're saying. It's not like uh, you know he's the most knowledgeable when it comes to Lakers basketball or the most knowledgeable when it comes to sports. I don't think it's qualified. I think it's just just in general. Just General, you have more knowledge. John's, John's knowledgeable about everything. Uh, what do you want to know about Cap? I've got a little bit of useless knowledge in all areas. Really? Have, so, but but have you? Has any of us caught up to him this year? No, or he's still no. okay. He's still so, most knowledge. Well, it depends. So. It depends what area you're in. Believe me, he knows every Seinfeld episode from beginning to end. As is well, that true? He it, knows what George and yeah, Elaine. Yeah. What do you want to know, Cap? About did Seinfeld. every single episode. Knows knows all of it. Memorized him. You want hmm. me to do a Seinfeld quiz for you? Yeah, I, I would love Cappy, a Seinfeld quiz. Are you, sure. You love Seinfeld. Okay. Who is the older guy mm-hmm. that Elaine worked for? That used to eat his candy bars with a knife and fork. Um, is that Jay Peterman? I, that's, nope. I was going to guess Jay Peterman also because nope. I remember. Anybody get a guess? Bergman? Wrong guy. Wrong Jay guy. Peterman. Nobody's got a guess. Nobody's got a guess. Mr. Pitt. Mr. Oh, Mr. Pitt. Pitt. There you go. Yeah, we okay. didn't know that. You got anything else? Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, I could go all day. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> on uh, on what did Jerry? 
was he forced to wear when he did his guest stint on the Tonight Show? Mm, I know because yeah, he told a girl and he and she was a soft talker and he didn't know he agreed to it. I know this one. So what it's is, not it's not like the uh, puffy, what is it? It's puffy shirt, puffy shirt, yeah, yeah. Hey, puffy shirt. Hey, I remember, shirt. I remember the puffy shirt. We yeah, got that one. right, there right. That's a memorable okay. episode. Got the puffy shirt. Got that one. All right, here's the last one. Okay. All right. What did Jerry forget to return at the Friars Club that got him in a bunch of trouble? Hmm. Uh, the big furry hat. Yeah, I was going to say the red hat with the, the little castle on the yeah, side. Yeah, the fez. No. Oh. Uh, the jacket, the blue oh, blazer. The blazer. Oh, oh, of course, naturally. All right. So, naturally. So uh, now tell me that's not knowledgeable. That is amazing. Yeah. That, therefore, I will just say this right now. John Ireland, you have my vote yet again for most knowledgeable. Yes. Yeah. I would vote, vote for it. one of the guys on Travis and Sleeve. If they go home with no Mandy's, that could affect they them. Will, I think Travis is going to win Man of the People. But well, wouldn't that affect them moving forward if they go two years in a row with no Mandy's? It would be disappointing, I'm sure. But it would continue the bit. Yeah, but you know how which like is there's what this we really care. Yeah, about. which is what right. we care about is the bit. You know how there's this McMiniman story today about McMiniman. how if they don't, uh, if if the Lakers choose not to start D'Angelo Russell, they may quote unquote lose him. Correct. You know, you guys, um, that could be the same thing that might happen to Slee. You know, if he doesn't get a Mandy, we may lose him emotionally. Now, oh, in other words, it'd be the same as if you don't start D'Lo. Right. Ah. Uh. You don't want to lose the guy's emotions. You yeah. don't want to lose, you know, all of a sudden the guy becomes a head case. Oh my God, they demoted me. Oh my God, two years in a row, I haven't won any Mandy's. You know, you don't want to lose this guy. So vote for Slee. For anything. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, vote for him for anything. <laughs> I mean, for best anything. bald head at the radio station, Slee. So, uh, so Cappy, what did you think of the, the uh, big second half adjustment that the Lakers made? Well, I mean, I got to say I liked it. I mean, it's it certainly uh, statistically paid off in the fourth quarter. But more than the adjustments, I just like the effort better, a lot better in the second half. But I will just say this, and John, I don't know how it is for you there, like, John, walking around, do you notice the altitude? No. Okay. Have you walked up any stairs? Yeah. How many? We're, we're broadcasting from the top of the building. Yeah, they're even higher than, I mean, they're more than a mile high. And you're yeah. taking the stairs and you're, and you're not out of breath any different than if it were in, in L.A.? Uh, no, you, you feel a little of it, but it's no excuse for not, I mean, we've been here since Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, these I'll guys just, should be used to it by now. I'll just tell you this, man. There was a time in the first half. The director on the television broadcast had this shot of LeBron, and he had just run coast to coast. And he didn't look gassed. Like, you know, at the end of games in the last series, people are like, oh, man, LeBron's gassed because he's old. He's gassed. He didn't look gassed. He looked out of breath. He looked like he was sucking wind. Mm-hmm. And, and it is just my own opinion and based on my own experience, for whatever that's worth. But for me, that first half was like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Yeah. John, you may think differently. You know, they've been but wait a minute. Whoa, Sunday. whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, here's yeah. the thing, Cappy. Don't you think yeah. that would get worse as no. opposed to better? No, no, I think your body would start to adjust to it. Ireland, do you think that if, if it was an altitude thing, don't you think the second half they would have been more gassed than the first half? No, Michael says you get used to it after about a quarter. Interesting. Well, maybe that did play a role last night, although I do think the three-guard lineup probably was a bigger deal. Well, I mean, the way that Jokic played in the first half and there was that like 10 minute period of time where he just everything he did from shots to rebounds to passes to everything he did worked out perfectly so you know is is that because of a three guard lineup or is that because 
you know, I Denver came three, out and everybody was hitting shots. I think the three-garden lineup cap is dead. I don't think we'll see it again in this series. It was so obvious that they couldn't compete on the boards. Yeah, they could not rebound. small lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they still, even, even at the end of this game, they were out-rebounded 47-30. to 30, And offensively, offensive rebounds 15-5 to 5 Denver. So they that the, that's just a glaring weakness that you have to address. So I don't think they'll put three guards out there anymore. So works. do you have a, a strong opinion as to which of the three will be replaced in the starting lineup? Mm. Yeah, I, I think Schroeder will come off the bench and Hachimura will go into the starting lineup. I don't mm-hmm. know that, but I'm guessing. Hachimura was mm-hmm. so effective. That seems right to half. me. That seems right to me. I think then well, that, I mean, I mean, you made the point about D'Angelo Russell, and, and for whatever reason, he thinks it's important that he starts. So if, if he cares about that, let him start and mm-hmm. just play Schroeder accordingly and go from there. Yeah. I mean, Schroeder has been a guy that's been coming off the bench all year, so he's probably the most obvious guy. And again, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're worried about somebody's psyche, okay, fine. I yeah. kind of find that a little ridiculous myself. Do you? Yeah, because I'm a team guy. Yeah, here's the thing. like Whatever yeah, you need, Coach. On Tuesday, when we did our, our three-person thing, I, I at times felt a little bit left out. Oh, you might have lost wait. me emotionally. Okay, but by the same Shidano token, there was a— Cappy leaving me behind. But there was a moment where you and Key were leaving me behind. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a team guy. What's best for the team, Coach? Yeah. You didn't mind taking a step back? No, not one bit. By the way, we're doing this again tomorrow. Uh, me wait. and Ireland for 90 action-packed minutes from 1 until 2.30. Then the big three-man weave, uh, the super-duper playoff crosstalk uh, with me, Shadano, and Cap, uh, which actually, in, in all in reality, I had a, I had a blast doing that. I, I had great. so much fun. It was really it's fun. so show. much fun. Yeah. And I love the fact that George was just bringing whoever was around on the court by, whether it was Sandoval or Trudell or I don't know who else came yeah, by. Yeah, somebody that day. else came by. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then Key stops in. Yep. I know. If I were driving around and I were hearing super duper playoff crosstalk, and all kinds of things were happening, there's sneakers squeaking in the background yes. and balls are bouncing off the floor. Yep. It Felt like very, I was there. Felt like yeah. I was there. As far as everybody knew, we were there. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you need me to hang out? Because uh, there's no shine of Shadano yet. What is going on with Shadano? I don't know. No shine of him. Mace, I can hang out if you want. You can go if you want to. Or you can hang out. I don't care. Yeah, I'll hang out. All right, you guys both should hang out. Yeah, no, I'm going. If he's staying, I'm going. Yeah, I'm staying. Okay. You go, John. You take right. the night. See you go now. All right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the end of Super Cross Talk. I wanted to mention Game of Games, by the I missed this, powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Uh, it is uh, Mason Ireland in the books back tomorrow at 1. Coming up next, Shadano and Cap. I'll hang out until Shadano uh, shows up. Mason Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, come on. Boom. Ba-da-ba-da-bop. Bee-ba-da-boop. Bee-ba-da-bop. 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 Laura, is it your real hair? I bought it. It's mine. Oh, damn, girl. Oh, hell yeah. Ain't, ain't, ain't mad at you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, Mason thought it was real, so. Let me see what you got. You know? It looks kind of like Ariel. So a lot of people mermaid. said that, yeah. Ooh, was, I like uh, that. You yeah? should have told me. I'll I check out worn, the Instagram now. I would have worn one of my wigs. So I didn't yeah. know, because, okay, so full transparency, I kind of want to wear one to the Mandy's, but I'm not good at wearing wigs because I have a lot of hair and it's curly. So I'm like, let me try it out first, you know? So we'll see. I know a wig girl. I just took a screenshot of it. <laughs> I tagged you on my post, Gabby. Oh, dog. I <laughs> got to get your get edges in. all right, making it look real. <laughs> I'm adding this to my story right now. Oh, I should get a Gabby, wig like that, too. I was just going to say, you should wear a wig. Right. I should get a wig like that, too. That's yeah. dope AF. I got a white one, and then I have the Cleopatra one that I used last year for Halloween, too. Oh, man. I may get a wig. Get one. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Thank you. All right. So, George, uh, uh, right, you, well, you heard what Chris said, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. I don't yeah. know what you're going to say. I mean, I saw what you tweeted in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Yeah. Because I was, you know, monitoring, although the Wi-Fi in that building yesterday was atrocious. Not so Do good. Do better. Huh? Do come better, on. Denver Nuggets, with the come Wi-Fi, on. okay? Come on. Will you people? I, this is come like, on. This, this is like a constant in certain, in, in like this time of year. Like you go into these buildings and they can't do the Wi-Fi. I'm like, bro, I know there's a lot more people covering here, but let's go. Let's make come this on. happen. Do better. Like you said, what's the name of the arena that they play in up there in Denver? Ball Arena. Hey, Ball Arena. Do freaking better, will you? Seriously. Let's go while we're young. I, yeah. But, so the Wi-Fi kept coming in and out, and then, of course, there's a million people in there on their phones, so it's just impossible. But nonetheless, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you actually think, because I saw your tweet in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, and if you want to be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, you can by going to the to Twitter. Then go into the community section, and in the search bar, just type in Sedano and Cap, and you can apply for membership. It's got to apply. Got to get approved. We don't let any bots in, basically. So, I saw you say you felt even better about the series now after game one. I'm curious as to why. So, let me tell you something. Um, I'm going to pick the Lakers to win every game in this series, just so everybody knows well, my I, game Right, because you're kind of a phony that way, right? Okay. I'm picking the Lakers to win every game in this series. I'm picking them to win yeah. game two. I'm doing that today. Yeah. Okay, I'm picking them to win game three on Saturday. I'm doing that today. Right. They're going to win game four also. I'm doing that today. So they're going to win They're gonna Lakers in five is what you're saying. I'm not so sure about that, but what I am saying is this. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Lakers to win every game because that's the way I want to root. Right. Okay? But I did not expect the Lakers to win last night. Mm-hmm. Do you understand why I'm telling you this? I'm telling you I'm going to pick them to win every game, but I didn't really think they were going to win last night. But after seeing what I saw, particularly in the second half, I'm quite certain they're going to win tomorrow. I feel better about the Lakers today 
for, with six games remaining in the series because I got them in seven. I feel way better today about the Lakers than I did yesterday. Way better. You don't? But why? Oh, man, why? Look, I didn't expect him to win the game last night because I'm telling you right now, I believe that altitude is an issue for everybody that goes to Denver. And you can tell me I'm wrong and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't mean you. I mean anybody. It might be you, though. I know for a fact what it feels like when you go from where we live to where, you, where they live. And when mm-hmm. you have to do what they're doing, there is an adjustment period for the body. And you mm-hmm. saw that in the first half and you saw the difference in the second half. Mm-hmm. They will be second half Lakers in the first half of game two. So that that's just it. You just you just think it's that, or there's more. Oh no, it, it's it's not tactical. It's not X's and O's. In the first half, you they just got think blown they're a out. better. You you think they're a better team, and they just needed a minute to adjust to the series. I think they're the team that we saw in the second half, and if they play like that for a full game, they win this game. But because they got out there, and in the first thirty seconds of the game, everybody's like. <gasps> That's me, George, not being able to breathe. Okay? Yeah, I was working out here yesterday. Yeah, I took some shots. I took a couple of fadeaways. Now I'm going full speed, 100 miles an hour, and I can't breathe. And then by the second half, you're like, I can breathe. And now we start playing ball. George, they were three points away. There was two minutes and 18 seconds to go in the game, and they were three points down. I feel great about the Lakers. feel great. Okay, here's what I would say. Please tell um, me. Bring me back game, to reality. I, I well, it's not. I don't know about if it's reality or not. I could be completely wrong about this. But look, the Lakers were incredible in the second half. I'm not denying that. But I, I just think there's this notion that oh, we took the Nuggets' best punch. How do you know that's the case? Like, I don't know. Like, what what makes you think that that was the case? Like, you don't think they? I mean, they've been the number one seed all season long. Like, they just. He just ran right through Phoenix like it were nothing, like knife a knife through uh, you know hot butter basically. Now the Lakers are better than Phoenix, but this team is tough to beat at home. Like they are really tough to beat at home. And Nikola Jokic, if you think that this thing with Rui Hachimura is going to be like a thing where <laughs> where all of a sudden Nikola Jokic is only going to score two points in a quarter on a regular basis. And I thought the move was brilliant. I actually think that Darvin and Phil Handy and whoever came up with that deserves a lot of credit. And I know Rui mentioned that it was part of the plan going in that they may he may see some time on Joker, which freed up Anthony Davis to be more like a free safety. But if you think that they're not going to be able to adjust to that, you're out of your mind. Like this guy's the most like they're the most potent offense in 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 the National Basketball Association for a reason. Like that's not going to be something that just deters them. I actually think, and I had this conversation with a former coach yesterday and a current executive, okay? This same person and is a former coach and is now a different, current executive? Two, two separate people independent Okay, of so each other. one guy's a former coach. The other guy's, guy's a, a current, current executive. executive. Okay, two Correct. different people, two different conversations. Keep going. And I said, let me ask you a question. If I'm just going to play devil's advocate here, because it seems like the prevailing notion is yours, Cappy, that it's like, oh, Lakers have figured this out. Michael Wilbon said it on television last night after Mike the game. Michael Wilbon. Michael Wilbon, smart guy. He, he's an incredible human being and he's an incredible smart guy. Journalist. If he agrees with me, smart guy. Yeah, I don't know if he agrees with you per se. Maybe you agreed with him, but nonetheless. Didn't see it, but, but okay, go ahead. Okay. 
I said to the guy, it feels like everyone has got this one train of thought. Am I crazy to think that if you're Michael Malone, this was the best possible scenario for you? Because you won the game, but yet you had the scare of your life at the end of that game, and it gives you the opportunity to see what the initial adjustment was already, and you get to yell at your players about it, about almost blowing that lead. And both people said to me, yeah, that's right. Now, it doesn't mean that the Lakers aren't going to win game two, but it because of the way it worked out, I actually think that blowing getting blown out is actually a better scenario, was be, a, potentially a better scenario for the Lakers because it gives the Nuggets players a sense of accomplishment that they didn't feel like. When I talked to Jamal Murray after the game yesterday in my walk-off on radio, he was like, yeah, they scared the bleep out of us, basically. I'm paraphrasing. Like, and, you know, we we needed to stay focused and we need to clean some stuff up. Like, it wasn't, if it's a blowout, it's like, yeah, you know, they do the cliche stuff. But you could see in his eyes, he was dead serious. Like, holy crap, we just survived that. Well, that's you know? exactly right. Because here's what did not happen. It's not like you look at a team and you go, well, they took their foot off the gas. I mean, is that really what they're saying in Denver today? That the Nuggets. Uh, no, took I don't their know what they're saying the in Denver today. I don't know what they're saying. I haven't listened to Sports Talk Radio at all today. What I'm saying is, it didn't look like an obvious. Hey, we have a 20 point lead. We can go to sleep here in the fourth quarter. And I mean, from, some of that probably. I mean, there's only a natural human inclination to have a okay. little bit of a of a breath. I okay. think. But yeah. but by the same token, because by the way, they had blown out a lot of people in these playoffs. Correct. But hold on. You see, the thing is, is that the Lakers have been blown out in other games in these playoffs. If you're getting blown out and you don't think you have a chance to come back and win, what do you do? You rest your stars. What did the Lakers do last night? They played LeBron and AD. In particular, both of those guys, 42 minutes and 40 minutes. So the, the Lakers didn't quit and say, hey, we're down 20 points. Screw it. We'll come back in game two. They right. continued to fight. They showed a lot of heart yeah. and a lot oh, of there's guts. No, listen, there's no denying that part of it. Like, who's denying that? Like, Nobody's that's denying an, it. Like, that to me shows, yes, they put, they, they put the effort in. They fought. They didn't quit. There's some merit to that, but they lost the game. Like, LeBron said it after. Like, it's, it doesn't matter, like, if you come close, if you don't win. Like, it doesn't matter. But to, you know, Kobe, like, Kobe always job's not done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you still got a long way to go here. I so, totally but, agree. But, and I also think there's one thing that has startled me um, from the reports that I've got from listening, you know, to people listening to the station today. Mm-hmm. And because I haven't had much of a chance. I, the only time I popped in on the station was when the, uh, the DJ joined Mason in Ireland. I didn't get to hear uh, that today. I, Sam, I and I heard her. But Love I didn't her. hear the rest of it. But I've gotten reports. So I, I want to get into that. And speaking of reports, yeah, our own Dave McMiniman with a report on D'Angelo Russell you're going to want to hear. Dave is going to join us at 5 o'clock. But we'll fill you in on what Dave is reporting about D'Lo in a second. We'll be back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I believe Jordan Knight was the most popular of the new kids on the block. Mm -hmm. Him or like Joey McIntyre, the youngest one. No way. I had a Jordan Uh, doll. 
Okay. There like you go, little, Jordan Knight. Like a Ken doll, but it was Jordan. And he has a little ear pierced. It was adorable. I can't believe I'm going to engage in this conversation, but I must tell you guys that I disagree. What? Oh, yeah? Were you yeah. a Danny Wood guy? No, keep going. Nobody Danny, was a Danny guy. No offense to Danny. Danny Wood Danny Wood follows me on Twitter, and I follow him back. So I, I got to give him some love, Danny okay, Wood. Okay, but keep going. There's one more guy. Um, I don't know. I don't remember any of the other ones. Oh, there was Wahlberg. Right. Right. Oh. Donnie Wahlberg. So Donnie Wahlberg, while were, he was kind of supposed to be the gruff, kind of yeah. Boston-y tough guy with all these yeah. pretty boys, I mean, I think long-term, he kind of had the best career of them all, didn't he? Did he? Yes. Yeah, well, he yeah, he he did a little acting afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he had the uh, TV show, whatever it was that he was, you know, a drama series. And then didn't they yeah. have some kind of a burger show, like a reality yeah, burger show? Well, Wahlburgers is like a restaurant they have. Yeah, yeah, the family. Sure. Yeah, but wasn't yeah. he in that really good movie with um, Ben Affleck, like The Town? Oh, he was one of the guys from The Town. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good in that. But I wasn't yeah. allowed to have his doll because he was like a bad guy, like the bad boy. Yeah, right, he was the bad not, boy. Yep, they would not let me get right. his doll. Mom and dad were not having that. Nope. Um, you know what else I don't understand? Tell me. And I think Rob, so far I, in our uh, circle of trust, you can be part of the Sedano and Cap circle of trust. Go to Twitter, go to the communities, type in Sedano and Cap in the search bar. He goes by at the guest, or the guest day, MC. Uh, anyway, he writes, I'm not understanding people finding some moral victory in almost coming back last night. It's a strange way to spin it. Anyway, go Lakers. My thoughts exactly. Oh, I'm I'm not saying that last night was some great moral victory. I'm I'm saying that it, it was just a, a very obvious thing for me to see, George. That's all. Uh, the sort of scouting eye that I bring to the game, um, I can see these kinds of things, even from a couple thousand miles away and on television. And in the first half, there was a moment where LeBron had run coast to coast and the camera was on LeBron by himself. And man, here was LeBron. <gasps> that's me breathing, George. That's me breathing as if I can't yeah, breathe. That's I'm the second time you second time you've breathed, you've breathed on the air today. Yes. This is a uh, this is a sound effect, George, that I feel very much in touch with. And I saw LeBron sucking wind. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and so it, it occurred to me right from the very beginning. None of the Lakers have taken any Viagra. That's first of all. Because as we all know, yeah, clearly not the case. Right. I, maybe I should recommend it to them. I saw, right. I, I did run into Rob Palinka during the game yesterday. We, we had a brief exchange. Maybe I should have said, hey, Rob, you got a second? Let me just give you some advice here for your training staff. Right. Because you really don't think that those guys know that life hack? I feel like they do. I'm sure they do. It's a joke. Apparently, Viagra is supposed to help you in altitude. So, first and foremost, I think everybody was using Cialis last night, apparently. But look, here's the thing. When you see a team who can't seem to catch its breath in the first half, and George, you said something in the first segment, Denver's really, really good at home, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? That's because all the visitors keep coming in. They come in for a day. They can't breathe. They get beat. They leave. Yeah. They get back to sea level. Right. It's a part of it. So yeah. in the first half, the Lakers look like a team that couldn't catch their breath. And in the second half, the Lakers looked like a team that had adjusted. Well, but Lindsay, so in our chat, I'm going to, you know, if I can divulge a... Uh, Go for a, it. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't believe I'm breaking a trust because we were just talking about the game in our, in our chat last night during the game or after the game. And you had mentioned that I believe your comment was something to the effect, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, which is basically the Lakers um, lollygagged defensively 
the first um you know three quarters and then they turned it on and they you know the nuggets ex- escaped basically at that point is that a fair assessment of what you said yes i said the lakers slept walk through the first half they did yeah. not play good defense the first three quarters and they still like couldn't shake them denver still couldn't shake the lakers and yeah. jokic also had like you know crazy game of his life along with the role players uh they he did have a crazy game um he's He's an incredible player. But um, what I would say is this. Could we flip it and say the best offense in the NBA carved up the Lakers' best defense in the NBA for three quarters? Uh, That happened. You can say that because that actually happened. But why did it happen? Was it because these guys were sleepwalking, Linz? Or was it it because they were gassed like Cappy thinks? No, no, not gassed. Not gassed. Gassed is different. See, gassed is, I'm at the end of game six and I'm freaking exhausted. Get out of my face. I'm going to bed. I'm going to a press conference wearing pajamas. Like, That's when, uh, like when LeBron took that uh, three at the end. Yeah, it's, it's more like you are just, you can't catch your breath. And in right. my opinion, that happened in the first half. Wait, so you yeah. mean to tell me you think that the reason why they looked gassed so quickly was because all of a sudden the altitude hit them when they got on the court and started running didn't weren't they there for like three days before that practicing Uh, they were like a day or two but and and practice is not a game though you know know, there's a different level of stress during the game i'm honestly asking because i'm completely ignorant to this totally true story to this altitude thing i I promise true true story from cappy which is rare i promise you guys this (laughs) um (laughs) very good but it but it is true listen in my previous life, George, as a world-class yeah. endurance athlete, okay, yeah. um, I would train here at sea level. Mm-hmm. And then we would go do altitude training. And I would get up there, and I'd be very cocky, and I'd be like, I don't even feel it. I don't even feel the altitude. And then once I jumped into the pool and started to swim across the pool, the entire time, I'm sucking wind like, what's going on here? I can't even breathe. And then when you got to climb a mountain on a bike 5,000 feet of elevation, you're like, now I'm getting into the 9,000 feet, 8,000 feet, whatever, and you yeah. can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so what I'm saying is is that, yeah, Linz, they're there, and they're, they're taking shots, and they're, you know, they're, they're doing shoot-arounds. But when the ball is tipped off and it's 100 miles an hour, you're playing against a team that is conditioned for the altitude versus And they're going to run and they there. were running up and down. The the Nuggets were pushing off every miss. Um they were getting in transition, which by the way is a weakness of the Lakers defense already regardless of the elements. They're already bad. That's the one area they're bad defensively is in transition. Mm-hmm. So that that becomes part of the problem. But up. I will I will say this. And both Biggie and Ramon in the uh, Sedano and Cap circle of trust what they have saying? mentioned this. They have mentioned some semblance of no moral victories. Are, the question is, why didn't they put Rui on Jokic sooner? Or why? And, and look, when they decided to go with Schroeder and the three-guard lineup, my immediate reaction was, oh my God, Lakers Twitter is going to have a meltdown because they hate that three-guard lineup. Now, it worked against Golden State because they're small. But in this, in this game... When the Denver Nuggets are gigantic, okay, Aaron Gordon is 6'8 or 6'9. Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10. Jokic is over 7 feet. Murray is the smallest one of them all at 6'4. KCP, as we know, is 6'5. Is He's big, big guy. Jeff Green is 6'8, 6'9. Bruce Brown is small, maybe at like 6'3, 6'4. But that's it. Like, they don't have a lot of small guys. Um, and I thought, like, ooh, that also was not a great idea. And if anything... It's a bit of a missed opportunity 
having gone to that and not had Rui inserted into the lineup, which then leads me to the Dave McMiniman report. Did you see Mc this, Cappy? McMiniman. Who's going to join us at 5 o'clock. And he basically talked about, he said a source within the Lakers told him that as they mull over a lineup change, they wonder if D'Angelo Russell will be okay with it because they feel like they could lose him if he gets moved to the bench. I could not believe that when I read that. I, I saw mean, him I, say it on television, which is I even was, it was even less belief. I was shocked to hear Dave report that. You know, I, I, I think a lot of Dave is a reporter. And so I think that when Dave reports something like this, I, I believe in the report. Yeah. And and for him to say, you know, he's getting it from a Lakers, you know, how did he phrase it exactly? A Laker insider or a source within the Lakers, however he phrased it. That's that they organizationally, coaching staff wise, could be worried we're gonna lose this guy over his ego. I'm like, are are, are we for real here? Wait, really? Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna start we're gonna start managing now. Okay, so let me. I'm not gonna defend him. Okay, but let me explain the potential behavior. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what is? What D'Angelo Russell is going through this season? Do you know what he's in? Do I know what he's in? He's in his contract year? Correct. Okay. And I think that that's part of the stuff that goes through his head, I'm sure, in his agent's head and people's heads in general. And I think the other part of the equation is, you know, he's also... He's much more mature than he was, obviously, the first time here. It's not. It's night and day. So I don't mm-hmm. want to make that. I don't want to compare that. But I would say that if you talk to people in different spots that he's been, they'll say that he has grown leaps and bounds in that era. But there are some moments of lack of maturity. Well, look, I'll say this. If, if it were me and I were going to um, start Rui in place of somebody – Frankly, it wouldn't even be D'Angelo Russell. It would be Schroeder, mostly because I'm thinking to myself, you know, Russell has been our starter, and Schroeder has done an excellent job of coming off the bench. So just for that alone is why I would choose to to put Schroeder on the bench. But if I did, as the coach, decide, you know what, let's bring D'Angelo Russell off the bench. I think that gives us a better chance to win. If I can't make that move, because I got to worry about a guy who's in a contract year's ego in the Western Conference Finals, bro. I'm not having that. Are you going to tell him to check himself? Big time, in a huge way. But I well, go, go ahead. I, I don't know. I mean, do we know that like D'Angelo? It, it's a whole confirmed like, hey, we we're because the way Dave reported it is, they don't. They were concerned they could lose him. Okay. Well, let, how about we ask Dave when he comes on at five? McMiniman. Exactly. Coming up next, if you thought you loved Mookie Betts already, man, are you going to love him more after you hear this story. I can see how he gets, how he got Christy Teigen, though. I mean, imagine this dude just busting out the piano right there and just singing to you. He's also a very yeah. handsome man. He is. Well, on top of that, yeah. She's hot. I'm saying. Uh, all right, hot. coming up here, Cappy. Yeah, looking at the swimsuit issue. Speaking of loving... John Legend. I told you, if you love Mookie Betts, you may love him more. So in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust earlier today, I tweeted a story by Alden Gonzalez of ESPN. And it was a really cool story about both Mookie Betts' transition to playing shortstop and also the 
just real life changes that he's going through that allows him to have the perspective of just looking at it and being like, this is no big deal, right? And ultimately, what it talks about was like the kind of the the process they went through about putting him at shortstop, which he hadn't played since he was a high school player, basically, in Nashville. Um, and he was an infielder in the Red Sox organization until Dustin Pedroia came up. That's when he went into the outfield. But in the story, Cappy, he was asked about, like, you know, was this stressful? And he's like, no, come on, man. Life is stressful. You know, like, he's like, I used to stress a lot about baseball in my 20s. He's like, now I got a wife. I got two kids. I know baseball. I'm good at baseball. Nothing in baseball is going to, like, really put me in a position to feel stressed. Um, does it mean I'm going to be perfect every time out? No, of course not. But I feel like it's baseball. I got this. I'm good. Real life, that's stuff to stress about and worry about. And I felt like that perspective to me was so awesome to hear a player say, because you don't really get it. And by the way, that can be applicable to anybody's life, right? We all stress over the stupidest, dumbest stuff, right? And again, it's not to say that those things on their own merit are not somewhat important. But in the big picture, man, like if you do a job for a living, should you be like stressing yourself out all day, every day about the job? No. If you're good at the job, you should be fine. It doesn't mean stuff won't get thrown at you, that it won't be challenging. But if you're good at the job, whatever it is, I don't care if you um, are a a lawyer, a doctor, uh, an electrician. If you know what you're doing, yeah, there's always going to be challenges in your way. But you got to be confident in your training. you got to be confident in your experience. And that's what Mookie Betts is saying. It's like, yo, man. I got a real life to worry about. Baseball, that's fun, okay? That's been my job forever. I've got the experience. I get how to do this, even though I haven't played shortstop forever, in forever. And he's been pretty damn good at it, too. Yeah, I, uh, I actually didn't really know, and I didn't realize this until I read this piece today, that Mookie Betts has been taking ground balls at short and at second base like every pregame every day, not just because, hey, we may mm-hmm. need you at short. Yeah. It's because right. he likes to do it. I didn't know that. And that, that kind of explains how a guy can go from being a premier right fielder to being a very competent shortstop. You know, all the stuff you're saying, George, about Mookie Betts, so think about it like this. He's got the world by the you-know-whats. I mean, he's rich. He's famous. He's accomplished. <laughs> he's got a great family. He's got kids. He's got his mom who comes to all the games. I mean, the guy should have no pressure other than being a multi-gazillion dollar ball player. I always, this is what I love about you. Mm. You are as consistent as consistent comes. Tell me. Whenever we talk about people like this, the first two answers are some semblance of finances and fame. And then it's like, oh yeah, and then the, you know, he's good and and, and the family and all that stuff. I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, the things you just talked about, you're like, hey, listen, if you're an electrician and you're good at what you do, and you trust your training, you're going to have challenges. Right, of course, in the job, okay? But the electrician making 70 grand a year goes home, and he's got a wife and two kids, and the pressure that he has is completely different than the pressure that Mookie Betts has. Mookie Betts doesn't have one monster pressure that that electrician has, and that is, how am I putting food on the table? And so when you alleviate the financial pressure, you're able to go out there and do your thing. 
you're talking about D'Angelo Russell, right? And and the pressure that he might feel or the way his his mind might might react if he's benched. But if that's the thing that the team needs, so be it. But what's he thinking about? Contract. You know? So I, I love the piece on Mookie, and I, I love to hear him talk about how he's kind of free now to just go out and have fun and play ball because everything else in life is perfect. I wish Do I you remember that. the song, Mo Money, Mo Problems? That's right. Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, all I'm saying is that, like, yes, you're right. But how many rich people do you know that are all screwed up? Oh, dude. I got one friend of mine, and um, he grew up dirt, dirt, dirt dirt-ass poor. And now he's really, 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 really rich. And when we talk and he tells me how miserable he is, I go, brother, what is wrong with you? What what is wrong with because you? money doesn't solve when they say you know the saying of money doesn't solve all the problems. It's money true. can't Mo- buy happiness. No, but, but in this but in this friend's case, because he grew up the way he did, he wanted to be so rich, and when he accomplished the goal of being as rich as he is, he ain't he had happy. nothing left. He ain't happy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it happens. So I, I just if you haven't had a chance to read it, it's awesome. I know the Dodgers. Um, you know, Clayton Kershaw struggled a little bit yesterday. It's so well, funny because give him a break. I mean, look, you know, the guy is choosing he's to pitch. Been great. After, well, yeah. but his mom just died, and no, so I know. right. So I what know. I'm saying is, is to to pitch la- uh, yesterday when you know you're dealing with. Hey, as soon as this game is over, I'm oh, getting on and, a plane. And, I got to go deal with my mom, and I mean, I, you know, I gotta a, give an incredible burden. There's no. I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. That's why. No, I mean, I, you didn't even let me finish. You just no, jumped down no, my throat. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, I'm a sensitive I, guy. I was, you know. Sensitive you know, guy. I, I know. I, so I feel for Clayton is what I was going to say before you like, went all, you know, sensitive jumped George. on me. Sensitive, pal. What can I yeah, tell you? Tackled me all you of know? a sudden. You know, I mean, well, hey, listen, the way, you, the way you bodied me up last week, you know, the way you pushed me around and bullied me around the paint last week, you stuck that big yeah. tuchus of yours right into yeah. my midsection, and you yeah. bullied me around all over the place. Yeah. I'm a little defensive, you know? No, I get it. And uh, what I was going to say, good... Good news today. The Dodgers did win against Minnesota, so they took care of business today. But, um, but yeah, we, we wish, obviously, Clayton and his family all the best. Um, to that. All right, coming up next, you mentioned D'Angelo Russell. We chatted about D'Angelo Russell, the man who broke that story. Our own Dave McMiniman here at ESPN is going to join us next.